أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لصدري ويسر لأمري واحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bed-e-Uz-Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. A rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today, inshallah, will also be posted at this website. Just go to podcast then words then uh, the relevant section under the 12th word so we will read the fourth foundation fourth principle of the 12th word inshallah today the 12th word as we uh, read at the beginning in Ustad Nursi's words comprises a concise comparison of the sacred wisdom of the wisdomful Quran and the wisdom of philosophy a brief summary of the lesson that it delivers to organize the personal and social lives of human beings and an indication of the Quran's preponderance over other divine words and speeches the fourth foundation we will be reading and reflecting upon today is the part where it says an indication of the Quran's preponderance superiority over other divine words and all speeches so let's go ahead bismillah fourth foundation Quran'ın bütün kelimat-ı ilahiye içinde ciheti ulviyetini ve bütün kelamlar üstünde ciheti tefevvukunu anlamak istersen şu iki temsile bak if you want to understand the aspect of the Quran's loftiness over other forms of divine speech and its aspects of superiority over all forms of speech. Take a look at the following two representations. So there are lots of different kinds of speech. I'm speaking now. The birds are speaking and glorifying God when they chirp. Um, people are speaking with one another. Animals are speaking when they uh, make sounds or sometimes make signs right all of these are speeches the universe is full of speech however there is one speech that is above above all other speeches and that is God's speech and the Quran among various forms of God's speech various examples of God's speech the Quran is superior to all it has an aspect of superiority over all of God's other speeches, other divine speeches, and all divine speeches have superiority over all forms of speech anyway. So the Quran then is a unique thing in the creation. The Quran is a unique speech in the creation. It has a special place. And we will now try to understand that special place. Birincisi. 
So Stadnursi, of course, gives us examples, representations to help us understand issues. He could have taken a different path and gave us a theoretical explanation of the of the matter and that could have proven his point too but he wants us to understand there is a gentleness and mercy in this a mercy that God bestowed on us through Ustad Nursi Birincisi Bir sultanın iki çeşit mükalemesi iki tarzda hitabı vardır Birisi adi bir raiyet ile cüz'i bir iş için hususi bir hacete dair has bir telefonla konuşmaktır. Diğeri, saltanat uzma unvanıyla ve hilafeti kübra namıyla ve hakimiyeti amme haysiyetiyle evamirini etrafa neşir ve teşhir maksadıyla bir elçisiyle veya büyük bir memuruyla konuşmaktır ve haşmetini izhar eden ulvi bir fermanla mükalemedir. First, the first example. Üstadınız is going to, going to provide us two representations, two examples. The first one. A sultan has two types of communication. A king has two types of communication and two forms of address. What are those forms? One is speaking on the phone with an ordinary subject about a particular affair and a private need. Perhaps this uh, subject somehow came to the king's, the sultan's attention. Let's say this is a... Um, Let's say this is a person who was sick and needed a some kind of a treatment and the sultan has a special doctor, a physician, and the sultan can send this physician to this to this subject of his. And out of his mercy, once this came to his attention, the sultan decided to send his physician to this sick subject of his. And he took the phone, the sultan took the phone and called the subject and said, I heard that you are sick and my physician can treat you. I'm sending my physician to you. So this is a particular affair, an ordinary subject, and about a private need. So it's a limited form of speech. The other is speaking through one of his envoys, the sultans, envoys or officials under the title of tremendous royal power in the name of the great caliphate and as the ruler of all with the objective of promulgating and displaying his commands and it is communicating through a lofty decree that exposes his sublimity. So the second, and of course when Ustad Nursi says Sultan, he has uh, the Ottoman Sultan in mind and the Ottoman Sultan was the Caliph too, right? So it's both the Sultan and the Caliph. The other is speaking through one of his envoys. So this is not a private speech. The Sultan is promulgating something and he is sending an envoy to promulgate it. Speaking through one of his envoys or officials under the title of tremendous royal power. So this is not a you know private affair. This is an affair that, con that concerns the Sultan's royal power. In the name of the great caliphate, it concerns the greatness of the caliphate. And as a ruler of all, not the sultan, the ruler of one private subject, but the ruler of all subjects in, in, the, in the sultan's domains with the objective of promulgating and displaying his commands. So it's not a private affair, it's a command that is being issued from, from the, the level of royal power. And 
it is communicating through a lofty decree so it's going to be written down as we'll go into history this is a this is a notable noteworthy worthwhile event to recognize as something special through a lofty decree that exposes his sublimity so it's not just an ordinary speech it is a decree that exposes his sublimity so this is the first example a sultan has two kinds of speech one is you know taking the phone and calling one of his subjects and talking with the subject on an ordinary matter on a private ordinary matter the second is about a matter that concerns royal power and the great caliphate and promulgating it through an official or envoy with a special lofty decree ikinci temsil bir adam elinde bir ayneyi güneşe karşı tutar o ayna miktarınca bir ışık ve yedi rengi cami bir ziya alır. O nispetle güneşle münasebet tar olur, sohbet eder. Ve o ışıklı aynayı karanlıklı hanesine veya dam altındaki bağına tevcih etse, güneşin kıymeti nispetinde değil, belki o aynenin kabiliyeti miktarınca istifade edebilir. So the second representation, second example. A man holds a mirror facing the sun in his hand. So you try to imagine this. You are holding a sun in your hand. Uh, so you are holding a mirror in your hand, right? And the mirror is facing the sun. He receives a light to the extent of that mirror and a radiance containing seven colors. He interacts with the sun through that connection and converses with it. If he directs that mirror to his dark home, or to his garden covered with a roof, he can benefit not in proportion to the sun's worth, but in fact to the extent of the mirror's capacity. So he is reflecting the light of the sun. This is sunlight that is coming into his room or to his garden, but it is limited by the capacity of the mirror. This is clear, right? Try to visualize this. Diğeri ise Hanesinden veya bağının damından geniş pencereler açar. Gökteki güneşe karşı yollar yapar. Hakiki güneşin daimi ziyasıyla sohbet eder, konuşur ve lisanı haliyle böyle minnettarane bir sohbet eder der. Ey yeryüzünü ışığıyla yaldızlayan ve bütün çiçeklerin yüzünü güldüren dünya güzeli ve gök nazları olan nazenin güneş. Onlar gibi benim haneciğimi ve bahçeciğimi ısındırdın, ışıklandırdın. Halbuki ayna sahibi böyle diyemez. O kayıt altındaki güneşin aksi ise asarı mahduttur. O kayda göredir. So, another man. Yet another man opens up large windows from his home or through the roof of his garden and paves routes to the sun in the sky. So, this, the second person is not reflecting the sunlight with a mirror, but rather opening let's say a skylight on the roof of his house or windows uh, on the walls of his house and bringing the sunlight directly into the room as if he is paving routes to the sun in the sky he converses with the continuous radiance of the true sun not with the reflection of the light but the sun itself speaks and has a conversation full of indebtedness reflecting in, in the tongue of his state. He converses with the sun and, and you know, 
in a state of perhaps ecstasy in, in the face of the beauty of the light that is coming into the room, he, he manifests and expresses his indebtedness which reflects and manifests in the tongue of his state and he says, Oh, the elegant sun, oh, the beauty of the world and the sweetheart of the heavens, who gilds the face of the earth with light and makes the faces of all flowers smile. That that light is seen everywhere in manifest everywhere reflecting on everything and it is reflecting with full capacity and the the beautiful uh, imagery here right it is reflecting on the faces of the flowers and and those faces of flowers that color and radiance on the on the flower petals it's it's, it's as if the sunlight is smiling through them you have warmed up and enlightened my small house so it's not only light it is also warmed up it came with full capacity all the capacity that sunlight carries you have warmed up and enlightened my small house and small garden as you have done to them as you have done to the entire world to all flowers all trees to all houses all gardens everything so in the first one, the sun was reflecting through the mirror and it was a private affair, limited by the capacity of the mirror. In the second one, the sunlight is everywhere, covering everything, reflecting on everything, warming up everything, enlightening everything. And this room or this garden of this person is also getting its share through the window that, it, that that's opened. However, the possessor of the mirror cannot say this. He cannot say, you have warmed up and lightened my small house and small garden as you have done to them, right? Because that's only to his house. The possessor of the mirror cannot say this. The effect of that contained reflection on the mirror of the sun is limited. It is proportionate to that container, to the mirror. İşte bu iki temsilin dürbünüyle Kur'an'a bak. Ta ki icazını göresin ve kutsiyetini anlayasın. Here, look at the Kur'an through the binoculars of these two representations so that you see its miraculousness and understand its sacredness so there's an there's another metaphor in this sentence of course if Nursi refers to the representations he is using as binoculars here you can say like telescopes looking looking glass um the the significance of that is that you don't look through a uh, you don't look to a binocular you don't look at the lenses of a binocular, right? You take the binocular and you look through it. That is how we need to treat representations. We look through with the representations. Here, look at the Quran through the binoculars of these two representations so that you see its miraculousness and understand its sacredness. Evet, Quran der ki, Eğer yerdeki ağaçlar kalem olup denizler mürekkep olsa, Cenab-ı Hakk'ın kelimatını yazsalar bitiremezler. Şimdi şu nihayetsiz kelimat içinde en büyük makam Kur'an'a verilmesinin sebebi şudur. Yes, the Quran says, If the trees on earth became pens and the oceans ink to write the words of the sublime real, they would not be able to finish. And of course, this is a reference to uh, Surah Al-Luqman in the Quran, the verse 27th of of uh, Surah Al-Luqman and a translation 
another translation or rather is if all the trees on earth were pens and all the seas with seven more seas besides were ink still god's words would not run out god is almighty and all wise so Ustad Nursi is referring to this verse and saying now the reason for the greatest station among those infinite words being given to the quran is this so it's something like you can have um, five things in your hand and one of them can be the best but that is the best of you know a limited number of five things but if you had a population of a billion things and what you had in your hand is the best one like if you had the best let's say piece of diamond in your hand out of millions of pieces of diamond that are all around the world right that would be something that would be something to put in a museum that would be something to you know give awe to people that would be something to you know demonstrate and put in a nice container and and cherish and put value on consider it to be precious right god's words are infinite now there, there are infinite words right and then among them there are infinite words that belong to god divine divine words divine speech and of course the, the word infinite is we are using it, it in a in a metaphorical sense because it is not something that we can define right boundless endless right the god gives us the best example if all trees on earth became pens and the oceans ink they would not finish his work so so much right they, they, we need to visualize this in our in our minds so the quran is the best of so much not a billion not five billion not billions of billions it is the best of so much right that it must be something we need to approach it with this sense of awe. The reason for the greatest station among those infinite words being given to the Quran is this. So why is it the best? Why is it the loftiest? Why is it, uh, it the, why does it have preponderance over all other divine words? Right? Quran ismi azamdan ve her ismin azamlık mertebesinden gelmiş. This is very important and, and and very profound and sometimes difficult to understand but if you were to understand it well our relationship with the quran would be transformed the quran has issued from the most tremendous name and from the level of tremendousness of each divine name now we know that the reality of things in the creation are divine names everything we see are manifestations of divine names and we also know that the Quran is a translator of or a reading guide an interpret an interpreter interpreter of the creation therefore there is a match between the the book of the cosmos book of the creation and the divine book the Quran al-Karim the the noble Quran and the noble quran is issuing from the most tremendous name the the uh 
name that has preponderance over all all other names and also from the level of tremendousness of each defined name because each defined name has a level of tremendousness and another example of this is the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam because each human being is also a locus of manifestation of all of god's divine names and the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the locus of manifestation of all divine names at their most tremendous level now we understand how he was the walking quran how his character was the quran right the quran has issued from the most tremendous name and from the level of tremendousness of each divine name whatever it is that is manifest at the level of tremendousness of each divine name we can find that in the quran or in the prophet now this is coming from the most superior level of each name and from the most superior name hem bütün alemlerin rabbi itibariyle allah'ın kelamıdır it is the speech of allah god as the lord of all realms remember in the example we talked about the king has two types of speech one is a private conversation by it may be a telephone line uh, with a private subject you know about an ordinary matter right god is the lord of everything and each thing in the in the creation god is my lord god is the lord of the tree that i'm looking at but god is the lord of each and every tree and god is the lord of each and every one of his human servants god is the lord of everything in the creation god is the lord of all realms so the quran is the speech of god as the lord of all realms from that capacity the speech is issued this decree is promulgated from that level with that title not as a private conversation on an ordinary matter with a with a with an ordinary subject now because it is issued from that high level it has the capacity it has the universality to cover all issues all subjects and has an address to everybody and about everything it is it is encompassing right but it is not like a mirror that is limited the way that the sun when it when it shines on the surface of the earth covers everything that is on the surface of the earth the quran as the speech of god as the lord of all realms covers everything hem bütün mevcudatın ilahı unvanıyla Allah'ın fermanıdır. It is Allah's God's decree as the God of all existent beings. Again, not private, private, not individual. It's, it, it has a universal decree, a universal address from whom? From the God of everything. The first and foremost and only relationship that matters for each thing in the creation is its relationship with god and that is the relationship of divinity and slavehood and the quran is a decree from god as the god of all existent beings 
hem semavat ve arzın halıkı haysiyetiyle bir hitaptır. It is an address from the one who has the standing of the creator of the heavens and earth. Imagine that. We live in the heavens and on earth. And we are subject to all sorts of things that are happening on this earth. You know, you can think of the more drastic things like fires and and and and thunderstorms and hurricanes and earthquakes etc but also this everything that we inhale at the air who created that atmosphere how we are dependent on it how we are needy of it right he is the one who created this atmosphere. He is the one who puts such a level of oxygen and carbon dioxide and whatnot that is perfectly matching our needs. He is the one. He is the one to turn to. Whatever relationship that you have with this earth and the heavens, whether you cherish it or not, whether you recognize the value and necessity of that relationship or not, you have it right whatever relationship that you have with this these heavens and earth he is the creator of it them all and he is speaking he is speaking pay attention to his words if you will to the extent of your need your need of everything in this creation your need of the atmosphere of this earth your need of the soil of this earth your need of the plants of this earth your need of the the companionship of other people in this on this earth your need of everything that you need he is the creator he is the owner and this is his word you know pay attention it is not an, it is not an ordinary thing hem rububiyeti mutlaka cihetinde bir mükallemedir it is a communication from the point of view of absolute lordship. Absolute lordship. Lordship over everything. So, you know, you, you can you, there can be an inspiration that comes to your heart and you can recognize it as being from your Lord, right? But how superior is this to that that it is universal and it is an address to everything from the Lord of everything and you are one of them. And this is not an instantaneous particular thing. It is its universality covers everything that you engage, you interact with too. Hem saltanatı aimeyi subhaniye hesabına bir hutbeyi ezeliyedir. It is an eternal sermon on account of glorified royal power over all. Hem rahmeti vasiyayı muhita noktasında bir defteri iltifatat-ı rahmaniyedir. It is a book of the favors of the merciful one from the point of view of expansive, all-encompassing mercy. So to the, to the extent that you need his all-encompassing mercy, heed the words of this book. This book. Hem uluhiyetin azameti, haşmeti, haysiyetiyle başlarında bazen şifre bulunan bir muhabere mecmuasıdır. It is a corpus of communications that sometimes begin with encrypted messages from the one with the standing of the tremendous sublimity of divinity. So it's not an ordinary communication. It has messages to those who understand 
and to those who don't understand and there are levels of understanding some have a limited you know share from it some has a have a higher share from it and it addresses them all but then it is it is there there are you know codes embedded in it that enable those who have a higher level of understanding to understand more and this is because it is he is so sublime that some are not worthy of that form of his speech or some are not capable of uh, tolerating being able to you know bear the burden of receiving that level of that speech so out of his mercy he are he's barring some from it and out of his you know sublimity and divinity right he is barring some from it and he is he is directing them to, to some others now everybody has a share everybody have a share but some can turn to the sun some cannot turn to the sun some if they turn to the sun would be blinded so some of the aspects of that light is coded there is a screen that helps uh, that helps those who are worthy of or are capable of looking at it to look and those who are not capable of looking to be protected hem ismi azamın muhitinden nüzul ile arş azamın bütün muhatına bakan teftiş eden hikmet feşan bir kitabı mukaddestir it is a wisdom giving sacred book that descends from the furthest reaches of the most tremendous name and looks to all that is surrounded by the tremendous throne and inspects them what this means is that there is nothing that is left outside of its reach the tremendous throne is the most tremendous thing in the creation <clears throat> the biggest the greatest thing in the creation that encompasses everything else işte bu sırdandır ki kelamullah unvanı kemal liyakatle kurana verilmiş so it is because of this secret it is because of all this that we have been listing that the title of the speech of God, Kelamullah, God's speech, is given to the Quran with full merit. If there is anything out there, any speech out there that merits this title, God's speech, it is the Quran. Now, the inspiration that is given to the bee is God's speech too, right? But it is one of God's speeches. It is a speech. Uh, it is one of the speeches of the Sultan on a you know particular matter uh, with an ordinary subject on a private matter therefore yes it is one of the instances of God's speech but if you were to refer to the God's speech there is one candidate for it and that is the Quran that is issuing from the most tremendous name and the most tremendous level of each of the divine names ama sair kelimat-ı ilahiye ise bir kısmı has bir itibar ve cüz'i bir ünvan ve hususi bir ismin cüz'i tecellisiyle ve has bir rububiyetle ve mahsus bir saltanatla ve hususi bir rahmetle zahir olan kelamdır. Hususiyet ve külliyet cihetinde dereceleri muhteliftir. 
Ekser, ekser ilhamat bu kısımdandır. Fakat derecatı çok mütefavittir. As for other forms of defined speech, some of them are speeches that become apparent in a specified regard, with the particular manifestation of a particular title and specific name, and with a specified instance of lordship, designated royal power, and specific instance of mercy. So if you were thinking about the sultan, right, the sultan would be the head of the department of justice in the sultanate. So if the sultan spoke to a judge, right, about a particular matter that this judge was supposed to decide upon, it would be, uh, it would be from the sultan's title as the head of the department of justice on this particular issue. The sultan is the head of the army. So if the sultan were speaking with a general in the army, it would be in the name of his, or it would be as the as the head of the army, as the chief of staff of the army, right? Uh, the sultan is the head of, let's say, let's say the sultan is a health department, right? Is the head of the health department. If the sultan was speaking speaking to the the the, the responsible uh, physician of a hospital, it would be as the head of the health department, right? These would each be about a specified designated matter with a specific uh, designated subject. As for other forms of defined speech, some of them are speeches that become apparent in a specified regard with the particular manifestation of a particular title and specific name. So the chief of staff or the head of the Department of Justice or the, you know, chief physician or the head of the health department etc a specific name and with a specified instance of lordship right the the, the sultan would be turning to this designated official in relation to a particular matter that concerns his subjects he would be turning as a lord of his subjects in a specific instance in in, in concerning a specific instance specific matter a designated royal power and specific instance of mercy. Their degrees, so the degrees of these various forms of divine speech, are different from the point of view of the specificity and universality. Some may be more specific, some may be less specific. If he is speaking to the, the, the general of the army and giving a command that should concern all the soldiers in the army, it's going to be less specific than the sultan speaking to a colonel in relation to the affairs of a particular uh, division in the army. Most inspirations are of this type. So inspirations, we are talking about divine speech, right? Inspirations are forms of divine speech. Most inspirations are of this type. They are speeches that become apparent in a specific regard with the particular manifestation of a particular title and specific name and with a specified instance of lordship designated royal power and specific instance of mercy that god speaks to the bee or bees the species of bees and inspires them right the inspirations that the bees receive from god is of this type but they differ in degrees there is a difference between the degree of the inspiration of the uh, the, the bee and the degree of the inspiration of, let's say, Khadr or saints of God or angels.
Mesela en cüz'isi ve basiti hayvanatın ilhamatıdır. Sonra avam-ı nasın ilhamatıdır. Sonra avam-ı melaikenin ilhamatıdır. Sonra evliya ilhamatıdır. Sonra melaike izam ilhamatıdır. İşte şu sırdandır ki kalbin telefonuyla vasıtasız münacat eden bir veli der. Haddeseni kalbi an Rabbi. Yani kalbim benim Rabbimden haber veriyor. Demiyor. Rabbül Aleminden haber veriyor. Hem der kalbim Rabbimin aynesidir, arşıdır. Demiyor. Rabbül Aleminin arşıdır. Çünkü kabiliyeti miktarınca ve 70 bine yakın hicapların nispeti ref'i derecesinde mazhar-ı hitap olabilir. For example, the most particular and simplest of these inspirations, various inspirations, is the inspirations of animals. Then, it is the inspirations of the common folk among the people. Then, it is the inspirations of the common angels. Then, come the inspirations of saints of God. Then, it is the inspirations of great angels. Here, it is because of this, this secret that a saint who beseeches with the heart's telephone without intermediaries says, حَدَّثَنِي قَلْبِي عَنْ That is, my heart is informing me from my Lord. So the emphasis here is on my. My heart is informing me from my Lord. He does not say, it is informing, informing from the Lord of the realms. It, it does not claim that this is a universal uh, information that is being addressed by the Lord of the realms to everything. No, it is a particular specific inspiration, specific speech that came to a specific person's heart on a specific matter. Because he can be the locus of address to the extent of his capacity and to the extent that near 70,000s of veils are lifted. So between us and God, according to uh, prophetic traditions, there are 70,000 veils of light and darkness. So whatever we receive from God in terms of that inspiration, whatever of the divine speech that we receive is coming through those 70,000 uh, veils of light and darkness to the extent that some of them are lifted. So if you think of this again as a as a representation and we need to look through its binoculars instead of focusing on the binocular itself, we need to not see the possible misapplications of the example. So if you were to think about this, imagine that there is sun in the sky, but then there are there is the atmosphere and then there are clouds. And then imagine that you, you are holding an umbrella and under the umbrella you are holding a colored glass and you are looking through the colored glass, through the umbrella, through the, the, the, the air, through the clouds, through the rest of the atmosphere and through the distance that is between the earth and the sun to the sun. If the clouds uh, dispel and the, the, the, the sun is shining directly in the, in the sky, you'll see more. If you take the umbrella away, you'll see more. If you take the colored glass away, you'll see more. But if you look with the naked eye, you're not going to be able to take it. You'll be dazed, right? So out of his mercy, God has placed all these veils between us and himself, and we still receive inspiration. We still see the sunlight. We still are addressees of divine speech, but 
it is particular it is specified it is designated in relation to a special special specific matter it is limited to our ability to receive and process that speech it is not universal it's not like the quran the quran is universal there is there are no the, all, all veils are lifted when it comes to quran all veils are lifted işte bir padişahın saltanatı uzması haysiyetiyle çıkan fermanı adi bir adamla cüz'i bir mükalemesinden ne kadar yüksek ve ali ise ve gökteki güneşin feyzinden istifade, aynadaki aksinin cilvesinden istifade eden ne kadar çok faik ise, Kur'an-ı Azim-i Şan dahi o nispette bütün kelamların ve hep kitapların fevkindedir. Here, however higher and more elevated, however higher and more elevated the decree of the sultan promulgated, in relation to the standing of his tremendous royal power so imagine a decree that is being promulgated in relation to the sultan standing as as the you know possessor of tremendous royal power however higher that is then one of his particular communications with an ordinary man and however more and superior benefiting from the outpouring of the sun in the sky is than benefiting from the reflection of its similitude on a mirror to that extent is the quran of tremendous glory above other speeches and all books so we need to here remember the the represent two representations right however higher it is that the sultan is promulgating a decree as the possessor of the royal power perhaps on the anniversary of his uh, inauguration on the on the throne or something like that compared to a particular uh, order that went went through the bureaucratic channels to a district official right however higher that is from that right or however higher however superior it is to receive light directly from the sun compared to to benefiting from the sun's reflection on a small mirror that is a comparison an example it's more than that but it is something that should help us grasp what's going on here right that is something that should help us grasp the superiority of the quran above all other speeches and all other books including all other divine books because the prophet وسلم, was sent as a prophet as a messenger to all mankind the jinn to all the creation all the realms while other prophets were sent to particular nations particular uh, groups of people to particular times Kur'an'dan sonra ikinci derecede Kütüb-i Mukaddese ve Suhuf-ı Semaviyenin dereceleri nispetinde tefevvukları vardır. O sırrı tefevvuktan hissedardırlar. Eğer bütün cin ve insanın Kur'an'dan tereşşüh etmeyen güzel söz, güzel sözleri toplansa yine Kur'an'ın mertebe-i kutsiyesine yetişip tanzir edemez. Eğer Kur'an'ın ismi azamdan ve her ismin azamlık mertebesinden geldiğini bir parça fehmetmek istersen... And here Ustad Nursi is going to um, give us some uh, verses. I'm not going to read the verses in Turkish because it will come in English. Following the Quran. So the Quran is the, the, the loftiest, uh, most superior uh, 
uh, divine speech. Following the Quran, other sacred books and heavenly scrolls have a secondary superiority to the extent of their degrees, and they share in the secret of superiority. So they are also above other forms of divine speech like inspirations, right? They are also sent down as revelation, therefore they share in that superiority, but following the Quran. If all the beautiful words of all humans and the jinn that do not trickle from the Quran are gathered. So Ustad Nursi is here being very careful because sometimes uh, the, the, the Prophet says things and they trickle, they drip from the Quran. His, his character was the Quran. He was the walking Quran. Whatever he said was a tafsir, an interpretation of the Quran. Therefore, words that uh, are in relation to the Quran, we need to make an exception for them and give them a, still give them a special place. But other words, if all the beautiful words of all human beings, poetry, um, you know, wisdoms, wisdomful words, aphorisms, uh, words of wisdom, beautiful words, stories, novels, uh, you know, lyrics, etc. All the beautiful words of all humans and the jinn that do not trickle from the Quran are gathered. If they were all gathered, they can still not reach, reach and imitate the Quran's sacred level. They cannot reach it, they cannot imitate it. And of course, God, right? There's all human the, the non-believers. If you can, if you can, bring a chapter of the Quran. Bring, bring the equivalent of a chapter of the Quran. If you can't do it, bring the equivalent of a verse. If you can't do it, you can't do it. You can't bring a, a letter of the Quran, the way that letter is placed and positioned among other letters and how it fits the meaning and how it enhances the meaning and so on and so forth. They, it is not possible. The Quran is miraculous. The Quran is miraculous in the sense that, or in one of the senses, that all others, all human beings, all jinn, all conscious beings, all uh, possessors of speech are incapacitated from being able to bring a, a similitude of it. If you want to understand to some extent that the Quran issues from the most tremendous name and each name's level of tremendousness, look at the universal, general, and elevated expressions of the verses. So here they, we should emphasize universal, general, and elevated expressions. Right? The Quran, some of the, the, the verses are universal. There's a universal address. There's a universal claim, a general, an elevated address and claim and knowledge right of the verses such as and here Statnusi is going to list some examples from the Quran such as the verse of the throne throne so this is ayat al-kursi Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum and and so on right this is this uh, the 255th verse of the second chapter of the of the Quran and it's a beautiful uh, be beautiful the description of definition of uh, of God beautiful description of God or the verse this is from uh, sixth chapter of the Quran the 59th verse he has the keys to the unseen like pay attention to the universality of this all unseen he has the keys to all that is unseen 
not to one that is unseen not not not to what's going to happen tomorrow not to what kind of a character is this baby that's in the in the womb of his his mother going to have when when the, the baby comes out whether it's going to rain you know three months from now or not no all that is unseen from the beginning of time to the end of time from what the hearts conceal to what they make explicit everything nothing is hidden he has the keys to the unseen all of it the unseen right al-ghaib the unseen all forms encompassing the verse say God is the possessor of dominion all dominion everything al-mulk the dominion the verse he makes the night cover the day in swift pursuit he created the sun moon and stars subjugated to his command so is there something great in this cosmos in this universe that you are living and that that inspires awe in your heart is it the sun is it the moon is it the stars is it the firmament is it day is it night he created them all subjugated to his command this was uh, chapter 7 verse 54 the verse O earth swallow up your water and O sky hold back this is uh, the, during the deluge of Nah, right? The, the, when, when he made the ark and it rained and rained and rained and water gushed from the earth and everything was covered with water. Imagine the, the tremendousness and in, in, in awe of the people who might have tremendousness of the event and awe that was that, that, that, that was descending upon the people who were witnessing it. And then there comes a command that says, swallow up your water and all sky hold back. That's simple. It is coming from the one who possesses the earth and the sky, everything. This is the uh, 11th chapter, 44th verse. Then the verse, تُسَبِّحُ لَهُ السَّمَاوَاتُ السَّبْعُ وَمَنْ The seven heavens and the earth and everyone in them everything in them glorify him this is uh, chapter 17 verse 44 the seven heavens and the earth and everything in them so nothing is excluded everything glorifies him it is not just that he created them etc they all glorify him they are all his slaves they are all subjugated to him or the verse on that day we shall roll up the skies as a writer rolls up scrolls chapter 21 verse 104 imagine uh, you know a, a writer a, a scribe in the old times writing on a scroll he's sitting there and writing writing writing writing and when the when the text finishes when the narration finishes comes to the end just rolls up the scroll that is that is he'll roll that is the the, the skies 
not a piece of scroll, not a, not a piece of parchment, but the skies. He will roll it up like a scroll. What a tremendous thing that is. Or the verse. وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعَنَ قَبْضَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ These people have no grasp of God's true measure. On the day of resurrection, the whole earth will be in his grip. What do you think? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are talking about? Who do you think God is? On the day of resurrection, the whole earth will be in his grip. This whole earth that you cannot imagine the size of, that you only started to have a glimpse of its dimensions when you were eventually out of his mercy able to go up to the to the, to the space and take a picture of it and you still cannot really visualize imagine that size because you are limited on a particular you know face of the earth and all that you can see is all that your eyes can see to the horizon these people have no grasp of god's rule true measure on the day of resurrection the whole earth will be in his grip this is chapter 39 verse 67 or the verse لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته If we had sent this Quran down to a mountain you would have seen and Ustad Nursi stops here but the rest of the verses you would have seen it that mountain humbled and split apart out of its awe of God this is chapter 59 verse 21 also Pay attention to the beginnings of the chapters, beginning with Alhamdulillah, praise and gratitude be to God. Right? All praise from the beginning of time to the end of time. All gratitude from all slaves of God, from all creatures. El, the praise and the gratitude, right? Be to God. Sabaha, they ever glorify everything, ever constantly incessantly glorify or you said they are ever glorifying right look at these at the beginnings of chapters so that you see a ray the ray of this uh, a ray of this tremendous secret a glimpse of this tremendous secret also look at the openings of alif lam memes alif lam ras and ha memes so that you recognize the significance of the quran by the sublime real and of course we talked about those codes that that uh you know special servants of god special slaves of god would understand these are those uh, codes eğer şu dördüncü esasın kıymetdar sırrını fehmettinse enbiya'ya gelen vahyin ekseri melek vasıtasıyla olduğunu ve ilhamın ekseri vasıtasız olduğunu anlarsın hem en büyük bir veli hiçbir nebinin derecesine yetişemediğini yetişmediğinin sırrını anlarsın hem Kur'an'ın azametini ve izzet-i kutsiyetini ve ulviyet-i icazının sırrını anlarsın. Hem miracın sırrı lüzumunu yani ta semavata ta sidretül müntehaya ta kabı kavseyine gidip akrabu ileyhi min hablil verid olan zat-ı zülcelal ile münacat edip tarfetül ayında yerine gelmek sırrını anlarsın. Evet şakkı kamer nasıl ki bir mucize-i risaletidir nübüvvetini cin ve inse gösterdi. 
Öyle de Miraç dahi bir mucize-i ubudiyetidir. Habibiyetini ervah ve melaikeye gösterdi. If you have understood the precious secret of this fourth foundation, you will understand that most revelations that come to the prophets are through the intermediary of angels, and most inspirations are without intermediary. You will also understand the secret that the greatest saint never reaches the degree of any prophet. You will also understand the tremendousness and sacred dignity of the Quran and the loftiness of its miraculousness. Then you will understand the secret of the necessity of the prophetic ascension, that is, of going all the way to the furthest low tree and the distance of two bow lengths, clocking with the majestic entity and returning to whence he left in the twinkling of an eye. So this is the Prophet ﷺ. What happened in, during his prophetic ascension, of course, he went to what the Quran defines as the furthest low tree, and and the uh, the interpreters of the Quran have said that this is the furthest point of the, the created realm, right? And then a distance of two ball lengths, whatever that was, but that's the the closest that any created being has ever come close to to God, and God is. Uh, we can we cannot ascribe space and time and place and location to God, right? But we don't know the reality of that. What we know is that He came closest to God, whatever that means. Clocking with the majestic entity, having this private conversation with Him. But private conversation in the name of all created beings, not in relation to a private matter and ordinary affair etc a private conversation in the name of all created beings as the representative of all created beings with god as god's representative to all created beings and returning to whence he left in the twinkling of an eye that's miraj that is the prophetic ascension yes as the splitting of the moon is a miracle of his messengership the prophet sallallahu messengership it showed his prophethood to the jinn and humans. Likewise, the prophetic ascension is a miracle of, of his worshipful slavehood. It shows his belovedness to the spirits and angels in the in the heavens and beyond. Allahumma salli wa sallim alayhi wa ala alihi kema yaliku bi rahmatika wa bi hurmatihi. Amin. O oh God, send your blessings and greetings of peace on him and on his family as it becomes your mercy and his sanctitude. Amin. Amin. And this is the end of the twelfth word. Inshallah, in the next episode, we shall start the thirteenth. May God give us tawfiq. May, may, he, may, may he look at us with his enabling grace about that, inshallah. Subhanaka la ilmelana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhirad da'wahum alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha salawatullah